Hi, I'm Isabel. I'm your host for the Sustainable Finance Quick Takes podcast, created together with Minlau. In this podcast, we touch upon specific issues around finance, business and sustainability. In this episode, we ask how crypto and blockchain can be more sustainable. While concerns around crypto often revolve around price fluctuations, the climate impact of crypto is getting more and more controversial. As crypto became mainstream, the verification of all those transactions mining crypto requires tons of electricity. So for example, Bitcoin, which represents about half of the $2 trillion in market cap of all cryptocurrencies combined, that it has a very energy intensive proof of work verification process. So the carbon footprint of one Bitcoin transaction is equivalent to about 2 million Visa transactions or 150,000 hours of watching online videos. Other cryptocurrencies like Cardano are actively trying to address this, but crypto is worldwide by design, and the carbon footprint of crypto blockchains depends on what energy source is used in the mining process, which can be different per location. So crypto has environmental challenges to overcome, but we can do something about it. And today we have with us Doug Miller. He is the director of the Clean Energy Buyers Association and co-founding Zero Labs, a new startup that is building a tokenized renewable energy marketplace, starting with crypto buyers. So as one of the key figures working on making crypto greener, Doug was also part of the Crypto Climate Accord, an initiative to develop solutions to decarbonize the crypto sector. Today he explains how cryptocurrencies and blockchain can be sustainable and affect a positive for our climate. Hi, Doug. Hi there. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, so maybe to start us off, how do you see the sustainability challenge of crypto? Absolutely. So um, from my end, I see the the challenges of uh, the crypto sector in this space as being no different than any other industry. were our grids fully renewably powered at this stage, we probably wouldn't be having this conversation. And so from my perspective, um, the crypto sector has been getting a lot of attention for its increasing energy profile. And I think that's within the context of, oh, how we shouldn't be growing our our energies if we're trying to reduce emissions. But the core issue at hand is that the grid is not green enough yet. Um, That being said, the the one of the aims of the crypto climate accord which is a private sector led initiative to decarbonize the crypto sector is quite uh, frankly to turn the crypto industry into a large renewable energy buyer and to create an example for other industries to follow um no no industry yet is fully renewably powered um and so this is not just something the crypto sector has to solve but something that all sectors have to solve um, and I think also within this space, there's a lot of discussion around uh, energy efficiency. So energy efficiency is extremely important. We need energy efficiency is always the starting point for any industrial process uh, for t- tackling uh, emissions associated with those processes, because that then also means we need less uh, renewable power to power that more energy efficient process. And so, of course, in the context of the crypto space, Bitcoin is by design energy inefficient. That's the way the industrial process works. Um, But in the same way that gold is different than wood is different than whatever other commodity you might be talking about, 
uh, Bitcoin is different than Ethereum, is different than other cryptocurrencies, and each of them have a different industrial process to generate that particular, in this case, digital product, um, or however you might want to define it. And so um, recognizing that at least right now, Bitcoin is going to be around and Ethereum are going to be around, um, let's, and re recognizing that they're going to have a large energy profile, let's turn into a source for good, a source for new renewable energy uh, and bring that onto the market. So to address these sustainability issues behind crypto and make it a net positive, how do you see this being achieved going forward? Yeah, so there, in terms of the question is, how do we make progress in this market? What are the actual intervention points? So I'll start by answering it in, in terms of how we see the two pathways to make progress, recognizing that we might not reach 100% progress on either side. So what I'm getting at is think, we think about in terms of the supply side of the crypto market versus the demand side of the crypto market. More specifically, those who produce and maintain crypto and those who create the demand or buy it. Um, and so what, essentially what, what we at Energy Web and what the wider Crypto Climate Accord is looking at is how do we build tools to show that crypto mining and or the overall cryptocurrency networks are renewably powered, where the intervention point there is the mining facilities themselves. We say, let's let's make sure that Bitcoin facility A, B, and C or other crypto mining facilities are renewably powered and find a way to prove that. Similarly, working with, say, the foundations who oversee crypto networks uh, to help to have those to position those foundations to buy renewable energy to cover their entire network. On the other side, um, the demand side of the market, this is actually where we're seeing maybe more demand or <laughs> more interest in renewable energy in the sense that people who hold crypto want to know that they have green crypto. This is a, There is some challenge in this because it's not always easy to estimate the energy use of a given cryptocurrency. There are good numbers out there to put together an estimate for Bitcoin, um, but it's harder for other networks. That being said, um, the idea here is to estimate the energy use and or carbon emissions associated with the given set of crypto holdings that accompany an app, and then to position them to purchase renewable energy or carbon uh, offset or removal products, where then the idea is that either this helps a specific company map toward their sustainability goals or it helps, say, a crypto app or trading platform or custodian to offer either a green crypto service that makes them more, more appealing to their competitors. Um, so these are the two general intervention points. And then we generally see an opportunity for decentralized technologies to support progress on both sides. Um, what I mean is uh, we at Energy Web and others are building tools to create tokenized representations or digital representations of these environmental commodities that you have to get to make any public environmental claim. So in other words, let's use decentralized technologies to decarbonize the crypto sector. On the, on the supply side of the market, we can use blockchain technology to verify that a uh, a crypto mining facility is renewably powered where underneath that is a blockchain based proof which is essentially a tokenized representation of say a renewable energy certificate purchase or carbon offset purchase we tend to push people to buy renewable energy because that's their main impact um, so that's always my uh 
uh, deference in this in this type of scenario. Um, but so, in other words, a we're working to position uh, crypto mining facilities to purchase tokenized renewables, where then they can then use blockchain to prove that they are a green miner, and potentially, for example, in the Bitcoin world, uh, join a green bit green mining pool or position Bitcoin mining pools to uh, purchase renewables on behalf of their entire pool, because this might be more appealing for certain investors. Then on the supply side of the market, how we see using decentralized technologies for um, verifying the green credentials of of a given uh, crypto, it's um, purchasing tokenized representations of renewables to then give that proof to your users of your app or your customers, if you're, say, a crypto custodian, to say, look, you have this amount of crypto in your holdings. This is our estimate following emerging good practices that the crypto climate accord community is developing to say, okay, this is a good estimate about the energy use. And here's how much renewable energy we bought based on that estimate, um, where that proof lives on chain. And the idea there is that it um, you give people greater transparency around what they got and the legitimacy of those products. If I understand you correctly, it's really knowing those numbers, knowing like the, the carbon accounting aspects uh, and knowing also the potential to make that delta towards more renewable and cleaner energy and then actually buying it and then have ways to prove it that are tech enabled, blockchain enabled. Um, so it's not just a certificate somewhere that lives somewhere, but it's actually based on the real data. Um, and and verifiable in the same sort of infrastructure that is already used by by crypto walk me through on the momentum because as clients or as people on an exchange right we don't always know the exact sort of infrastructure architecture build out but we still want to just be sure that we indeed like trade crypto green or like especially when people are focusing more on that like what can you tell us before this is all implemented what can people do when they trade crypto that are conscious about the environment, but also interested in crypto? So what's ch interesting and or challenging about this space is that the most direct impacts of cryptocurrencies is their electricity consumption. Ideally, it would be Bitcoin miner or miners, whether it's Bitcoin miners or others, other nodes who maintain these networks, who purchase renewables and deliver that proof from the ground up meaning we can show the how much of the entire networks are renewably powered so that you know if you get a cryptocurrency from that network that it's green. The flip side is we're not there yet. The challenge I'm getting at is that if you hold crypto, if you're an app or an investor, it's technically your scope three carbon emissions. It's not meaning it's essentially the equivalent of any supply chain. If you're, if you're thinking about your carbon emissions, it's not, you're not directly responsible for the electricity use necessarily. Um, that being said, what's interesting is that some, because the impact is electricity based um, and because of the challenge of not knowing where the crypto you got was mined. And of course, every geography has a different carbon profile for its electric grid. Um, there's some interest in purchasing renewable energy, essentially on behalf of the miners who mined your crypto. What's interesting is this isn't typically people don't, companies don't buy renewable energy on behalf of their suppliers. But it seems this seems like the direction that at least some crypto platforms are going. I think maybe it's also in part because of uh, some of the persistent challenges in carbon offset markets um, that are out there just around the verification that offsets deliver, 
there being so many different standards, renewable energy markets are a bit easier to navigate. It's one megawatt hour of clean electricity is one renewable energy certificate, which comes under a couple of names based on the geography. But this approach feels a bit simpler because then you don't have to do all the estimates around the carbon. And then if you buy the renewable energy certificates, that then helps reduce you know, the emissions for those for that unit of electricity to zero. Interesting. So it's really like the exchanges focusing on their own scope three and kind of helping the supply sites becoming more sustainable by just kind of the push from the clients of the exchange or, or trading app. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe to focus on that then, there's a ton of greenwashing concerns when it comes to claims about a green product, but also about offsets. And sometimes there is a risk that a company makes claims, but then later it's not necessarily that green as it's supposed to be. Are there processes in place that we can really use to verify that a certain crypto is indeed green? How can we be sure? You know, first, to just tackle this point about greenwashing, greenwashing is only a problem if you are lying, right? Um, and you don't, you don't do the thing you said you did. I bring this up mainly to say that I think sometimes people bring up the topic of greenwashing, even though um, people are doing the right thing. People use it as a, a, they use it as a way to delegitimize the only products we have out there to make progress in this space. So, for example, people often might say that renewable energy certificates are greenwashing. And that's completely false. Um, You cannot say you're renewably powered without having renewable energy certificate. It's the only instrument we have to deliver that proof. And so one, again, I'm just bringing this up to say that sometimes people might threaten that you're greenwashing, but you should also be confident if you did the right thing and you aren't lying, that you're in the clear. I think what matters most at the end of the day But what we say, nonetheless, to people in the crypto world is, most importantly, what is the sustainability goal you have and what do you want to communicate externally? From there, whatever you communicate externally, make sure what you bought matches with that claim. And that's all. From that point forward, there's no need to worry about greenwashing. If you can say this is what we bought and this we know this is the impact it has, then that's very transparent. You can stand behind that. So that one, I guess one of the barriers we're trying to tackle too, is this point of education in the market where people don't always know that they need these products in their books so that they can make a public claim. And it's not necessarily malicious. Um, Sometimes people think that they're a certain amount renewably powered because they're in a grid that's a certain amount renewably powered, um, even though they don't have the certificates. Uh, To be more specific, Lots of miners think they're green now because they've, say, moved from China to a particular U.S. state or two, which has a greener grid. Unfortunately, in that case, that could be conveyed as greenwashing. So I'd say the thing to be wary of is when people claim that they're renewably powered because of the grid they're on. They need to have the recs in their accounts to make that public claim of whatever percent renewable they are. No, yeah. I mean, it's in that sense really about the transparency and kind Mm -hmm. of also maybe an educational component, right? Where where miners get actually some idea of what is what is out there, what are possible solutions, and what your guys are doing at the Crypto Climate Accord actually delivering some of the solutions for them. Um, And maybe to close it off, because we talked a lot about the negative environmental impact on crypto and blockchains. um, 
what do you see as the positive impact on the environment society that that you're most excited about that that lives with crypto and blockchain first yeah and first just to uh respond to the way you framed the question um i'd say the negative impacts of every industry today and crypto is yet another example because every industry isn't green or no industry is green yet so you know, with that being said um you know i think what's exciting and i alluded to this the you know in a couple of examples we think that um to deliver better uh energy and environmental markets decentralized technologies can be part of the solution so they keep an eye on what dog and his team are developing thank you so much for joining us we will put a link to his twitter and the crypto climate accord initiative in the show notes this concludes the sustainable finance quick takes podcast for now made together with minlo thank you so much for tuning in This podcast is brought to you by Arabesque. We also have another podcast called Access AI. You can check the link to that podcast and the resources in the show notes. Until next time.